Classic Rock Files. On 94.3 The Drive. Winnipeg's Classic Rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive Music Director, Mike Young. Hi, Kelly. Okay, so we start off with the passing, not COVID-19 related, of Bill Withers, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, but also absolute classic songs he's known for. Yeah, he passed away uh, at 81 after a battle with heart issues. He, of course, known for many hit songs, including Lean On Me, Use Me, and one of my favorite songs of all time, Ain't No Sunshine, which originally was not a single. It was actually released as a uh, B-side for Withers' debut single, Harlem. And uh, local radio DJs just flipped that 45 over and uh, Ain't No Sunshine became a number three hit in the United States. Hmm. Uh, I love these, these artists, especially African-American artists, when you read about how they got started. It's always just such a great story. Uh, Withers, born in a West Virginia coal mining town, overcame a stutter, was in the military, the Navy specifically, for nine years, worked at an L.A. parts factory after the military, recorded his first demos on a pawn shop guitar. I mean, it's just building yourself from absolutely nothing into something that is just going to last the test of time. Bill Withers, not a coronavirus-related death. However, we have uh, three new reports of people who have at least been diagnosed. Duran Duran bassist John Taylor, great bassist, tested positive for the coronavirus. I don't think many people really give, because of the time they came out and their, their, you know, years gone by from it, they've almost become kind of a meme, but how excellent Duran Duran were as musicians. Uh, They kind of got tied into this whole, like, pop fashion scene, at the time, but man, their songs are so good and their intricate playing, especially like you mentioned, John Taylor's bass work. They actually had a live concert on uh, PBS sometime in the last month. Fantastic show. So he's 59. He said he suffered from a mild case of COVID-19, which he described as akin to having a turbocharged flu. You know what? Those two words together don't work for me. You don't like turbocharged? <laughs> well, turbocharged is fine. In relation to the flu, I don't need that, especially if it's a gastro thing. You know what I'm saying? So he says a week or so later, he came out of it feeling okay. So he's good. Marianne Faithful. Now, this is a woman who has been so closely related to the Rolling Stones, but has also had a fantastic career herself. She appeared on Roger Waters' The Wall, live at the Berlin Wall. But she has smoked, I'm just going to take a guess, about 10 packs of smokes a day for literally her whole life. So her lungs aren't in the best condition. She's been hospitalized in London after testing positive for the coronavirus. Yeah, and her friend Penny Arcade, which is a great name, by great the way. Name. She said... Specifically to mention what you said just now, she has withstood and survived so much in her life, including being Marianne Faithful. <laughs> so uh, to be taken down by a virus would be such a tragedy. So uh, she's 73 and in hospital, so hopefully she pulls through this. Fantastic name, fantastic quote. And famously, when the police raided Keith Richards' Redlands estate in the UK, and this was based on a tip. First of all, they let George Harrison and his wife leave before they raided the house. But uh, when they did raid the house and they came to the door, who answered the door? Marianne Faithful, naked except wrapped in a fur rug. I appreciate that. I appreciate her. Yeah, that's good rock and roll right there. And finally here, of the three we're mentioning, award-winning singer-songwriter, one all the Grammys when he first came out, including Best New Artist and more. Christopher Cross has been diagnosed as well. Yeah, Cross, um, obviously best known for his, uh, the softer side of rock, shall we say. Arthur's theme, sailing, ride like the wind. Uh, an amazing, generously. amazing songwriter, amazing talent on guitar. We've mentioned this before in passing, uh, that he filled in for Richie Blackmore 
on off the cuff one night uh, when Richie got sick and he had to play in Deep Purple. Christopher Cross, just a friend of Richie Blackmore. Hey, you can fill in, play all these difficult songs I completely l- outside the box that you're used to playing in. No problem. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when Richie Blackmore mentioned that name to the rest of the band as, you know who I'm going to call? Christopher Cross. Sure, whatever. <laughs> So here's what Christopher Cross had to say. Dear friends, I'm sorry to report that I'm among the growing number of Americans who have tested positive. He said, I'm not in the habit of discussing medical issues on social, but I do hope this will help other people to understand how serious and how contagious this illness is. He says, I'm fortunate enough to be cared for at home, but this is possibly the worst illness I've ever had. For those of you who still do not believe the COVID-19 virus is real or think it is a quote-unquote hoax or part of some conspiracy, my advice to you is to understand right now that this is a deadly illness spreading like wildfire throughout the world. But he doing well with it, Christopher Cross. Okay, so how's everybody else coping with uh, the coronavirus and the self-isolation? Well, more and more we're seeing bands and artists figure out a way to reach out to their fans, and it's super cool. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of artists doing a whole bunch of different stuff from teaching people how to play riffs on their social media. Queen guitarist Brian May has been uploading videos of himself uh, with a really close-up look at the fretboard of his guitar showing how he plays songs like We Will Rock You, Tie Your Mother Down, Hammer to Fall. Uh, His Queen bandmate Roger Taylor has kind of been doing the same way, uh, except detailing information about the components of his drum kit and the strokes required to be a good drummer. He's also shared some videos from Taylor Hawkins, Matt Cameron, and Stephen Perkins as well. What I want to know from Brian May is how he plays with a coin. He's always used a coin as a pick. Maybe if you uh, tune into one of his Instagram feeds, you can ask that as a question and he'll uh, make a follow-up video. Solid idea. He's got the time. You've got the time. You know what? I think I might do that because that's truly unique. Okay, and Paul Stanley, of course, has gotten in on the act and on Kiss's YouTube feed, he sat down with his guitar, which is a gold top Les Paul. I'm just going to presume it's probably a 57, maybe a 59, and probably worth a quarter million dollars. Not like the ones that you and I might own. And he has talked about how he wrote some of his songs, including Love Gun, for example, which came out when he saw a band covering Albert King's The Hunter and heard the phrase Love Gun in the lyrics. And the leap was made from him hearing that in the lyrics to him standing on that little platform going from the stage to the rear stage at the back of the arenas during performances. That's the leap that it made. Uh, And I appreciate every ounce of that leap, all the energy, hard-earned energy that went into it. Uh, Dave Ellefson from Megadeth, he has his Dave Ellefson Youth Music Foundation. This is super cool. He's offering free lessons and one-on-one mentoring sessions for students 18 and younger via their Schools Out program. He discusses and plays some of the bass riffs that influenced him, including Iron Maiden's Wrath Child, Judas Priest's cover of Fleetwood Mac's The Green Man Alishi, ACDC's Sin City, and Winnipeg Shoutout, BTO's Not Fragile in there as well. So that was a bass line that influenced Dave Ellefson. If you got a young kid in your family, you can apply for classes at the Foundation's uh, website. Another fantastic BTO tune, another fantastic riff. I believe I played it on Friday, if I'm not mistaken, and a great lead vocal by Fred Turner. Shout out to Fred Turner. Okay, new releases to wrap things up here. You mentioned Strokes. Well, The Strokes have got a new album coming out called The New Abnormal. You know what? That's a great phrase right there to describe this whole thing. It's going to be available Friday. You can pre-order it now. And the song they released is called Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus. Here's a little bit of that.
definite influence in that from Morrissey. Uh, you can hear the way he's singing that song, uh, very reminiscent of Smith's yep. music. I'm really excited for this record. The three songs they've released are, are really tickling me the right way, and this one especially has an amazing synth opening. I just can't get enough of it. I've listened to this song this morning about four or five times so far at my desk. I just love the opening so much. Really? I, it doesn't uh, work for me at all. Not my thing. You know, it seems like a bit of a low-energy version of a killer's song. doesn't work for me. Not for Kelly. How about this next song, Kelly? This works for me. Leonard Skinner has released a new song, Last of the Street Survivors. They uh, unveiled the track on their social media. They said, as promised, here's a little gift from our Skinner family to yours. We want to thank everyone for making this possible. Stay safe and God bless. And the song itself is just a tribute to all of the band members and crew that have been lost over the years to either disease or accident. But this is a classic-sounding Skinner tune called The Last of the Street Survivors. I have seen a million faces All staring back at me It's no that smell, but I dig it. I do like it. That song, uh, written by Johnny Van Zandt alongside Ricky Medlock, Grammy award-winning songwriter Tom Hambridge, and original member and co-founder guitarist Gary Rossington. I wish I could get into Leonard Skinner music post-plane crash. Johnny Van Zandt's been the lead singer of Leonard Skinner far longer than Ronnie Van Zandt. Yeah. But because they had no real commercial success and no real songs that had any lasting impact post-plane crash, they're only ever going to be known for that early period of the band mm -hmm. where the hits came from, where the songwriting was at its peak. And it's a shame because they did tour all those years. They did release albums during that period, but nothing stuck. It would be like if Sammy Hagar took over for David Lee Roth and Van Halen. Yeah, and then like no, that's going to happen. And then, and then no <laughs> hits. Yeah. And nothing. It was just like all this work you've put in and yeah. there's just nothing there to show for it, even though the tenure is longer in this case by a county mile. Yeah, I hear you. No, I'm definitely a classic Skinnerd guy, but the aspects of that uh, Skinnerd sound, it's just the guitars, right? The guitars and the mix. That is my thing more so than that sort of stroke sound. You, you really, I don't know how Johnny Van Zant feels like not having a legacy of your own, not for lack of trying either. Yeah. You know, it's just that band was just so associated with the sound that Ronnie brought to the table, and that plane crash was just not only the end of an era, but literally the end of the band for a lot of people. But they've had such a great career since, and they are still huge with the biker community, et cetera, et cetera, that whole fan base that they had. And he is, even though he's not Ronnie, he is revered by their people so much. So I, I bet he doesn't lose a whole lot of sleep Does he feel? It. I wonder if he like, feels like in a way he's playing a role. You know, he's not himself per se, but he's his brother in this role. You he's know? like a cipher almost. Yeah, right? it's not like 
when Brian Johnson plays, like he can do the Bon Scott stuff and he he has this aura about himself that's Brian Johnson, but yeah. at the same time, like he has to channel Bon Scott in certain moments yeah. during a live performance. Whereas Johnny's always channeling Ronnie. So yeah, I don't know true. if he's got his own identity. Like who is Johnny Van Zant? When I hear him talk, when I see him perform, like if Ronnie was still alive, is this Johnny Van Zant? Yeah, yeah. Almost. You know, I don't I don't know. And plus he looks so much like him. Yeah. He dresses like him. I mean, yeah, he is playing the role. You know what? I bet every once in a while while he's sitting counting his money, it distracts him for moments. And then he goes back to counting his money. That's the best way to pass the time. <laughs> Make sure you wash your money, though, if you're Canadian. We got that nice plastic bills. You can wash yeah. that. Yeah. You'll Very never be a- smart in this yeah. t- day and age. You'll never be able to fold them, but you can wash them. That is the classic Rock Files, 94.3 The Drive music director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.